There you go. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, it came up. I had to do it. <laughs> no. Okay, now I don't know how to switch it back. Oh, there oh, it is. No. This is. Yep, that's perfect. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> There's a cat on your head. Why are we okay. missing? Why are know. we doing I, Look, it it's touching accident. something. The, the cat is trying no. to touch something. <laughs> Stop touching so that. For our listeners. Hold on, I got to turn this off. There's okay, back. Okay, sorry. Doug, Doug is always getting new little, this little way technology things to play with, and all of a sudden, it turned into security cam footage, and then there was a cat on top of his head, and then his head was giant, and there's just all that these called, filters. That was called Big Head, just so you know. <laughs> okay, so listen. So let's get a little, a little more serious and a little less jokey. If you were having sex with a Twi'lek, would you let her put her tentacle in your butt? I'm Doug. I'm Ryan. And this is soon to be not shoot the glass podcast when we rebrand into something more. Yeah. Yeah. What do we, I mean, we, listen, we should call we it open the blast doors. Open, open the, the blast, blast doors. doors. Open the blast doors. <laughs> um, uh, I also like what a lovely smell you've discovered. Yes. That's, I'm pretty sure somebody had already used it, but I've got a bad feeling about this is a phenomenal yeah. name for a podcast, but it's yeah. gotta be. Um, used. Yeah. Taken. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to come up with something. It doesn't have to be Star Wars, but it should be more encompassing. You guys have to help us. And I yeah. really do think that we need to rebrand the podcast into Does something it, all I mean, encompassing. The only time we, we talk about, uh, we talk about uh, Die Hard is when we talk about how we don't talk about Die Hard. We don't ever that's, talk about. Do you know why? Because as a franchise, not very strong. <laughs> like that one, it's a bit the spotty. first one, very, yeah. very good. The third yeah. one, Pretty good, mostly because of Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Uh, and, and then anything past that in two is just Garbo. Yeah. Like the first one was good because he was like a normal cop doing extraordinary shit. Yeah. And then by the end of the series, he's like flying a fucking space station into the moon and killing <laughs> Hans Gruber's great grandfather who was yeah. reincarnated as a strong moose. I so don't know. They got fucking I think weird. That's the plot of Wolfenstein 3D. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure. I'd play the. Bo -bo -bo -bo. <laughs> Does that sound like the Nazis? In the yeah, I mean, who knows what they're saying? <laughs> they they speak as much German as the blonde dude from from Die Hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing will ever make me more mad than that, by the way. Why did he not understand the German three times? But when he said it slow in English to also exacerbate the bullshit that if you just talk slower and louder, somehow non-English speaking people will get what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. That's a very American thing. Shoot the glass. Oh, shoot. Sprecken yes. the glass. Nothing yes. makes me understand a foreign language better than when someone shouts it slowly in my face. Shouts it slowly <laughs> and angrily and aggressively. Yes. It's not their fault that they're not from a country that speaks English. I'm just saying like that. It's just people go, oh, my God, this idiot. Shoot <laughs> the glass. And like some like if somebody did that to me in Spanish, I still I still no, I, I hear you. Yeah, I just I don't understand you. I got Donde Esta. Pass that. I'm out, buddy. You, and what. it seems like we all speak English fast. You can probably speak French fast. Uh fast um fast-ish, but yeah. like it doesn't help. Speeding listen, the, the moderation at which you speak a language I don't know to me. 
does not help me understand or not understand that language more or less. I'm just going to put that out there. It only works with kids and even kids, babies, like I'm dealing with a baby now. She doesn't understand the words any better. She just understands my vocal, what is that, inflections? Yeah, inflections. Yeah, so if I go, oh, she's happy. If I go, whoa, she gets less happy. I could say anything. I could go, baboon, and she would stop doing what she's doing. Baboon is not her safe word, I'm just saying. Ooh, my Laban. Oh, the fried Laban. (laughs) (laughs) Noises and clicks and whistles, fucking R2-D2. Yes. so anyway, that was a uh, uh, basic rundown of the classic video game Wolfenstein 3D, uh, <laughs> where you shoot dogs and millions of identical Nazis. Listen, and then yeah, well, Hitler that's what they wanted the with mecha giant gallon guns. It's mecha yeah. Hitler, really, isn't it? Yes. Like a Robo Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I enjoy the fact that and he says Guten Tag. Guten Tag. <laughs> Uh, Freundleben, Heiben, Glieben, Gloppen, Schlau. That's pretty fly for a rabbi's opening, yeah. I think. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, I do enjoy the fact that that as a country of video gaming nerds, we have celebrated the destruction of Nazis since the beginning of like, yeah. like I'm pretty sure Pong was like allied versus Axis. <laughs> like yes. we've really, so it's weird to me that we're in a time in our country where like, I remember when Wolfenstein, the new one came out, like, venture to castle castle wolfenstein it's all good graphics and shit and like somebody tweeted and 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 reposted or retweeted their like their thing it was like even video games are political and like the people who made wolfenstein went you ought to maybe look at our first game because <laughs> we've never not killed nazis it's, yeah. it's what we're about but uh, i love it so much you know like uh killing nazis and and stuff used to be the one thing that Everybody could agree on. Yeah, uh, we could. You know, Indiana yeah, Jones like, did listen, it. Wolfenstein did it. You know. I mean, Hitler, you know, maybe not a, a great humanitarian, but he had some really good ideas. Yeah, no, mean, he didn't. A, that's why he didn't get point. into architecture school. That's why he didn't get into art school. That's yeah. why he could. That's why he had to blame another populace of people to even get footing yeah. because he was an unremarkable person. Yeah. He wasn't a great military leader. He wasn't a great tactician. He wasn't a great art architect. He was a mediocre like hotel art artist at best. He so was really, a propagandist. That's he was a propagandist. But even then, it was the same thing that Trump does and that most of the GOP does. And that is uh, that is just blame somebody of a, of a different yes. chemical makeup as yeah. you. It's, uh, take uh, that, strike that. Take that back. We are not of a different chemical makeup. That is actually uh, the most unfactual thing ever. We are the exact same chemical makeup yeah. as people every other human being on Earth. Superficially different than you. Yes. Or people that maybe aren't even superficially different. We've just decided that they will be different. They will because they've yeah. got stars on theirs. Yeah. And that's, you know... Yeah, so that that's that common refrain of like, well, you know, say what you will about Hitler, but you know, he was he was a genius. You know, yeah, the Autobahn. If he was a genius, uh, he wouldn't yeah. have attacked Russia in the winter. Well, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is like, usually people will say, oh, because you know, he was such a great political strategist and all this, nope. and they say that about Trump. You know, oh, you know, Trump acts like an idiot, but you know, he's just such a, you know, look at look at what he can do to to motivate people. No, nope. the thing is, the thing is, this is my retort to that is I feel like uh, people like Trump and uh, Josh Mandel here in, in the great state of Ohio. There's another Ohioan, by the way, J.D. Vance. We can talk yeah, about that JD dickhead, Vance, too. Yeah. Uh, so folks like that, right? Folks that are basically, uh, they're, they're, they're lauded as being like these great, you know, 
uh, oh, well, they're really, you know, working the system. They're just geniuses for working the system. They're not. What they're doing is they're using uh, cheat codes. The, yeah. the oldest cheat codes in the history of the human race. They're using the, the easiest oldest cheat codes. Sorry, it's going to be like yeah, the easiest, oldest tribalist cheat codes. And the thing was, is that for a long time, uh, uh, at least in, you know, mainstream political thought, for a long time, uh, we all knew those cheat codes existed. Like since, yeah. you know, basically the since 1914, we know we've known that those cheat codes existed. And we said, you know what, we're all going to agree not to use these cheat codes because they're cheat codes. And they always, you know, yeah, you get extra lives and stuff like that. Uh, but all you end up doing is just hurting yourself in the long run. And even if you win the game, it's cheap, it's meaningless, it doesn't, you know, everything is bad. So we're just all going to agree not to use these cheat codes. Yeah, yeah. And then roughly around, oh, I don't know, 2012 or before <laughs> that, 20, uh, 2008, roughly uh, around that time. In American culture, uh, on the right, it was basically like, you know what, we're just going to start using those cheat codes uh, yeah. because nothing else is where we can't beat the game otherwise. So we're just going to use these cheat codes and we're going to sow division and we're going to point to, to racial tri tribalism. We're going to make others out of everybody. We're going to pray to the lowest common denominator. We're going to yep. talk about conspiracy theories. We're going to talk about uh, this uh, great mythical past and all this other kind of stuff. And they do that, right, because those are the cheat codes. It's not because yeah. they're smart. It's, it's because they can't win otherwise, so they have to go to these cheat codes. Well, and that's why they rewrite uh, districting and, and things like that to, to be more suburbanite and, and less urban. And, and we've even sown so much division that when you say suburbanite, people automatically assume white towns or yeah. white parts of a city. When you yeah. say urban, it's like, but it's not, it, it's, it's, it's more about a uh, 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 structure. Uh, you know, when you think of an urban area, it's more apartments on top of storefronts and stuff like that. But the closer you get to a city, usually uh, uh, the more diverse the, the, the populace gets. Um, and, and that's where that JD Vance comes in because he opens his commercial and it's him talking to Tucker Carlson, which automatically you might as oh, well just oh, yeah, well, he's fucking, got my might as well yeah, burn your cross. <laughs> um, but then he says, he says, you know what I, you know what we're we're in a state in America where people can't even talk about the state of their city or the southern border or shipping jobs overseas without being called racist or idiots. And I have to pause him right there, and you have to stop and go. You get. Everyone with a common sense brain gets a thousand percent who he's talking to. Mm. And it's not even very well shaded. It's him going, hey, white folks, are you scared of X, Y, and Z? That's Doesn't what that your means. feelings when somebody implies that you're being a racist. A thousand percent. So who else? So when, a, you know, when, you, when, a, when do you think that when a, when a black senator is talking about the, the urban plight that people go, oh, he's being racist? No. No, that means that J.D. Vance knows exactly who he's talking to. Well, who he's talking to is the 78% of this country that has less melanin than the other 30% of this country, because that's what we're talking about. That's what we're breaking it down to. And I will 1,000% always stand behind this. I tell my kids this. I will tell anybody who fucking listens. Skin tone is made up. Borders are made up. Money, all of this is, uh, it's the matrix, guys. We all pretend that we don't live in the matrix. We live in a facsimile. This is not a natural order. The state of the world we live in now is not a natural order because we made things up. We said this belongs to us because of this invisible line. That belongs to you. We do this. We do all of it is made up. And we all just said, yeah, okay. 
It's the same system that's been used at the beginning of time, lords and, and serfs, and that's all we are is serfs. And the lords, I used to think that lords were like the NBA stars and the, and the, the, uh, the movie stars and shit, but they're not. They're serfs just like us. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just serfs who perform inside the castle where, yeah. where, the other, where the actual lords live. And the lords now went from really rich people who now have less and less because they have a spotlight on them, and it's all politicians. All across the world, the known civilized, which I fucking hate. That's another one that's made up. If a civilization or a populace has speech and can build tools, they're fucking civilized, asshole. If they're not eating shit and flinging poo at each other, they're civilized. Doesn't fucking matter. If they make weapons, if well, they can talk. And the thing is, even if country. they are eating shit and throwing poo at each other, as long as there's rules to govern Listen, who I eats would fucking, what throws what, then civilization. If I had a dog, a bag of dog poop, I would throw it at you right now. It would be the fucking best. <laughs> But I'm just saying, it makes me really mad when I see guys like this Josh Mandel and they know who they're talking to. And you know who they're talking to? They're talking to your brother and my brother and, and our parents. And, and we uh, and these people who who I think at the heart of hearts really do think they're good people, but are also terrified that the box they live in is as fragile as it really is. Because guess yeah. what? All it takes is the right realtor to have a black person move in next to you. And yeah. then what are you going to do? Yeah, You're going to have uh, a new neighbor, you fuck. Yeah. And I think I've, yeah, yeah, I think I've uh, maybe talked about this before on the, on the podcast, but uh, really I think um, the, the biggest difference between people that I guess identify themselves as conservatives and people that identify themselves as liberals, um, and I don't think, I'm not the first one to think of this, and I'm not trying to imply that, um, is how, how much tolerance to nuance and deviation from the mean you can tolerate. So, yeah. um, you know, what I mean by that is like the world is varied and diverse. And even in a place where you think everybody looks like you and thinks like you, they don't like no. people have different points of view. Everybody has a unique point of view. Everybody has a unique history that forms their worldview that forms their opinion. So what happens then is if you find yourself confronted with that, that nuance, what you, con- confronted with that difference, how do you react to that? Do you react to that with, well, we better hurry up and make sure all the, we make all this stuff the same? Yeah. Or, if you, or do you say, oh, well, you know, people are different, and you move on. And I think that's a r- real sort of difference between the sort of conservative l- worldview and the liberal worldview. And I think what happens is that also can change over time. So, you know, the, the whole joke is what's the difference between a Democrat and a Republican 30 years, right? And that's just saying that, like, as you get older, you get more conservative. I don't think that's a rule, but I think that uh, in general, uh, the folks that you brought up earlier, I think you, we've definitely seen, like, with our parents, uh, with our older siblings and folks like, or, or folks that have been stuck in a certain way or a certain area, a certain place for a long time, what happens is you get really comfortable there. And then all of a sudden you're confronted with this idea that maybe this was just a bubble I built for myself. Yeah. And you can react to that with, okay, well, it was a bubble. So whoops, uh, let's see what else is out there. Or you can say, no, what I need to do is protect and strengthen that bubble. And I think- listen, and I will, I will, I will back this up with, with also those people who, who, who grow to, which is what, what is it? If you don't, if you're not a liberal in your twenties, you don't have a heart. If you're not a conservative in your forties, you don't have a brain. But here's the problem, okay? One, that is geared again towards Caucasian people, right? Because mm-hmm. I would argue, and this is completely off base and not not based on facts, but I would argue that that um, a, a, a black guy the same age as me 
probably gets more progressive the older he gets because because of outrage and anger and shit not changing in his whole life. You know what I mean? Like I feel, and that's not true for everybody. I'm just saying I feel like the older you get as a person of color, the fucking more progressive you become. The more you go, oh yeah, I need to help other people realize that we can do shit and we can make a difference. Whereas whereas I feel like white folks especially get caught in the box and those white folks are usually of Christian origin. And I'm only bringing that up because when you, when your entire personality and lifestyle is based in a belief structure and something that is, is, is infallibly unchangeable, your whole worldview becomes infallibly unchangeable. When you can't, you can, can't, you can, you can change an idea. So when you have an idea about, you know, we've, we've known guys who grew up with that were racist when they were younger and who have now since become not racist because you, you open up. And I feel like that's where, that's where that, that comes into play. Either you fucking dig, put your head in the sand and go, nope, this is my structure. Or you go, oh, I had an idea growing up because I wasn't around people of color or I wasn't around gay people or I wasn't around trans people. And I thought we, they were weird or they were different or this and that. And it turns out now that I'm out in the world, it, they're not different. Everybody's mm. pretty much exactly the same and just kind of just wants to live and be happy. Yeah. So I really do think that a lot of uh, Judeo-Christian uh, Caucasian people get stuck in that box because they're terrified. Mm. And I just thought about this is not to bring religion into this. This is such a downer. We'll talk about cool stuff here in a second. <laughs> but I was thinking about this earlier that that as lizard brained, terrified, hairless apes that we are, that at one point in our life, we didn't understand all of this. Right. So we went, oh, we should. There's probably greater beings that control the trees. Oh, that's that's. Gaia that controls the trees and then biscuits and that's Jeff, the God of biscuits or, or Zeus. That's why thunder and lightning because of Zeus and our pea brains are so dumb as a mob that it was too much that the Greeks or the Romans went, we need to fucking settle these Jews down. So let's create a religion about one God and this thing. But what they failed to realize is our pea brains go, Oh, that's much simpler. That's way easier than trying to keep track of who controls the thunder and who has biscuits and who leads us in war. Fuck that. There's one dude. So we actually dumbed down the thing we use to dumb down the universe we live in because we went, it's got to have an explanation. So we made shit up and then we dumbed that down because our fucking stupid mob brains go, I, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. And then even then people are like, well, I only worship Hera. So they were already doing it. And then they come in with this monotheistic thing and they go, that's simple. And then they threw in a crux where they were like, but this, you know, one point he did kind of split himself into a third <laughs> and then he sent himself down to be tortured like the rest of us. And then somehow we're all okay now because he did it kind of went through it too. I'm just saying, it makes me laugh that we as a species are so fucking stupid that we made up theology to explain shit. And it was too complicated. Ancient people's religions were too complicated for our tiny teeny minuscule brains that it was easier to go. It's probably just one guy. And we know that fucking seems impossible. One dude's not like the platypus. And here's how uh, uh, mitochondrial fucking infarctions work or like, it's just chlorians. I'm just saying, dude, it just blows my mind. We live in a baffling stage of existence where we have all of the knowledge of every past human existence. And we still go, I mean, kneeling during the national anthem, man, fucked up. <laughs> like we can't just wrap our reins around and go, why would he kneel? Why? 
we can't do that. We go, nope, nope, not in my box, not in my lane, not in my, I just, just fucking, it just blows my mind. But you know, uh, interesting point uh, that I uh, read earlier was that um, it's it's neat that there's a lot of outrage over uh, Eminem kneeling oh my God. during the halftime show. Yeah. But the, the funny thing is there was no anthem playing. So I guess it wasn't about the anthem anyway. Listen, I, that's another <laughs> thing. I don't understand like, and it's, and this comes down to it. And if you're listening, if you're one of these people, I, I hate to break it to you. You probably found the wrong podcast. Cause, cause I'm not, <laughs> not going to be nice to you. Listen, you can't both <laughs> be, that out yet. <laughs> you can't both be for freedom and constitutionality and also be against the freedom and constitutionality that comes with freedom in the constitution is constitutionality a word. Can I make yes. it a word? Yeah, that's a word. Okay. So, if in other words, you can't claim freedom of anything while at the same time saying other people are not free to do as they wish. And they make it up with this, this bullshit about, well, the veterans didn't fight and die and blah, 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 because A, no veteran has fought for the freedom or your direct freedoms, I would say, since the Civil War. Probably. Like, everything else has been a war... Now, maybe the Nazis would have came here. Japan did bomb Pearl Harbor. Maybe. We don't know 100% what all went down. I'm just saying nobody personally has fought for your freedoms probably since the Civil War. Would you say that's true? Vietnam uh, would have I mean, been our freedoms. Probably, I would, yeah, I would argue that... Uh, like, our direct II. lives were changed. Well, yeah. that's not true. Because, like, World War II changed a bunch of... Listen, yeah. I would argue World War II. Well, but the, our freedoms, though? But still, that's almost like, 90 years ago. And we waited a long, long time to go, man, that Hitler ain't slowing down, is he? Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> just kind of went, you know, I don't know. But uh, but really, like, so so they say, well, you know, you'd the anthem. But listen, that's idolatry that a thousand percent. You're worshiping a fucking idol. So yeah. you have to bear okay. that down. You can't believe in the Constitution and listen to the Bible because one has to take precedent in your life. And and it makes it difficult when those two things contradict each other. So the ability to like that pastor who was burning books in Virginia. Did you hear about the guy that stole Gideon Bibles and ran into the bonfire and threw a bunch of Bibles in there, yelled Hail Satan and ran away? (laughs) That's the best. And you can't be mad at him because if they're allowed to burn those books, he can burn any books. What were they burning? What books were they burning? Fucking mouse and and of mice oh, and oh yeah and, it's you know, always a great idea to burn to burn books you know the, i mean yeah, that's yeah. Uh, nobody no no bad people have ever i don't know what critical race theory is but yeah. fucking i hate it man that's, yeah, what that's they right say. fuck this noise i don't like letters people say crt it scares me yeah burn it all what's funny is somebody went somebody went what's going on and i forget what school it was but there was a school that was uh, wasn't forcing, but made African-American studies like a part of the curriculum. And it was like an 80% black high school, but it became like the, the, the history was like a, a starter point of, of black history. And, and some random politician was like, look, see what's going on here. Uh, uh, white history is being excluded and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like they're trying to erase history. And then, and then this Harvard professor retweeted it and basically went, just so you know, what you're talking about and what you're doing right now is critical race theory, where you have a question about does the race or skin tone of a person affect the political, cultural, or understanding of the world? And right now you think you're being unduly tested and we should talk about it. That's critical race theory. 
You're doing it. You're succeeding at asking a question why and wanting an answer. So go out and critically think about it and then come back and you will have an answer. But that's not what they want to do. People just want to be mad and bitch Burn and moan it. and piss and yell and fuck and not fuck, but I was going to say fucking well, when it came out. Fuck. Yeah, fuck, but feel bad about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's another <laughs> religious thing. You know, that whole, that whole, this whole anti-sex, anti-women movement blows my mind. Because it's always pastors or some senator who's part of the family recollection center who's like fucking 10 dudes in a, in a fucking hotel bathroom or something. But he, he, he feels bad about it. He fit, listen, but he shouldn't. If you need to <laughs> fuck 10 guys to be happy, go fuck 10 guys, man. Don't hide it. There's no point. Look, I'm not saying go out and like show, you know, your, your bedroom life is your personal life. But the fact of the matter is like all these people who, you know, Tipper Gore, you know, for a fucking fact, Tipper can't get off unless Al's got a booze like eight miles up her ass. This. And she's yeah. probably got to be like licking an NWA CD to even fucking to, to even masturbate. Like, I'm telling you, she's a fucking weirdo and good. But the fact of the matter is she <laughs> feels bad about it because of her Christian guilt. She feels bad about it. So she has to take away everybody else's fun. But she's still getting railed by Mr. Inconvenient Truth with a fucking baseball bat. Like in, in like, oh I don't God. know, a ball gag or something. Are you Tipper, call me. I'd love to know. Because you believe that Al Gore is well endowed or do you think it's an actual oh no 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 a real baseball bat yeah no no, come on that's an inconvenient fact fucking peewee what are we talking about (laughs) we're talking about the 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 size of of (laughs) tipper gore's husband's penis and the sex life of tipper gore and and her husband al gore to a louisville slugger also (laughs) that being said uh, fuck tipper gore a million times over i hope she dies and burns in whatever hell you believe in with sports equipment apparently that's sports equipment a pineapple i don't give a shit i hate her so bad listen listen, this is is where we're at this is where i'm at in my life is i can't do it i can't deal with people who probably do all the things they rail against railing and trying to take away other people's lives and and fun yeah and i'm over it dude i'm fucking over it and tipper's been doing it for decades man the reason you have stickers, the reason we have a rating system in movies, the reason it's not, and listen, this is, again, this goes down to like not being told to wear a mask and blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. You can get in trouble for taking your kid into a movie that some guy told you your kid can't watch, but that shouldn't be up to the guy. I only know this because a guy I work with, Bill, accidentally took his 12-year-old to the new uh, Jackass movie, and the opening scene was uh, using the, the penis as a puppet in a thing, and it was, he goes, I didn't know what to do. She already saw it. We were already there. There was only one other family and they had older kids. And the second the penis showed up, they looked at me and I go, what do I do? Do I leave? Because then it exemplifies the fact that, that yes. now she has seen the penis. You're going to have that conversation no matter you're what. You're going to have to have the conversation. So he said, fuck it. We just stayed. He goes, luckily it was only like two more penis things that happened. Everything else was mostly just shitting on stuff. And I was like, there you go. But that's up to Bill. And if that's a conversation he's ready to have, then that's fucking it. Like, so, so don't tell me that, that you're not going to be told what to do when you, your kids can't fucking listen to music they want to listen to, or, you know, I'm just, just also, uh, How about let that? me, I, I hate to break this to you, but your kids are listening to that stuff anyway. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. You know what you do? You go, what do you do? Cause I listen to shit. I listened to NWA <laughs> when I was like 13, 14, probably. I believe the lyric was don't matter. Just don't bite it. Don't it don't matter. Just don't buy it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm telling you, two live crew. I was in fifth grade. I think I didn't yeah. know what any of that meant. 
Yeah, yeah, that's probably when like the Beastie Boys first out, like License to Ill came out. I fucking love that album. Baseball, Wiffle Ball Bat. That was used on uh, the sheriff's daughter. <laughs> I'm just saying. But he hit her with it, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, so your kids are going to see that stuff anyway. Uh, the question is, are they going to come to you and ask you like, hey, what does this stuff mean? Or are they going to come to their friends? Right. Uh, so if, yeah. are you going to have the relationship with your kids where they feel comfortable asking you these difficult questions? Or are you going to have the relationship where they're afraid to come and ask you these questions? So they go to probably the worst sources of information they can find to get answers. So, yes. Yeah. Hold on, pause. Uh, listen, it's it's funny that you brought up Peacemaker. Yes. Because we finished it last night. Yeah. It is. <laughs> so. It is about- <laughs> the, the best comic book thing that the dcu has ever created ever for any reason it is hands down the fucking best if you want to screw chicks fine dudes whatever but i draw the line at fish at fish yeah (laughs) and i read that john cena made that up it was an improv by john oh yeah he improvised so much and the director went so now peacemaker's bisexual (laughs) yes that's just it he's down he's dtf whatever he just ain't gonna fuck (laughs) And can we listen? Spoilers. I'm going to put the spoiler in here because the last episode did just air a couple week, a couple days ago, and we did this. <laughs> Ryan just that was a twi-like tentacle coming out of his yes. butt <laughs> and knocked over the microphone. Uh, uh, but the end. Well, we don't even have to spoil it. The end of that very last episode when he's just walking off, and Homeboy goes, yeah. "It's just a rumor." It's not a rumor. And then Barry goes, "It's not a rumor." <laughs> Fuck you, Barry. <laughs> Fuck you, Barry, is the best ever, dude. That whole thing. But listen, I'm not kidding, guys. Top to bottom, the best. And here's why they did. Here's what they did. So so they capitalized on the idea from Suicide Squad 2, which the first Suicide Squad wasn't great. We can all admit it was okay. It had flashes of what could have been really good. It wasn't great. The second Suicide movie, the James Gunn, was hands down. Soft reboot. a, A very soft reboot, but hands down the best DC movie i've seen ever it was phenomenal it was fucking hilarious it was silly project starfish all of it was so dumb and it's the same thing guardians of the galaxy did or deadpool did when it when when the creators just went we will embrace the absurdity it's a comic book show it's about stupid things let's just embrace it and treat it as if this is all fucking normal and that's what they did with suicide squad 2 that's what they do in deadpool that's what they did with guardians None of the, as long as the characters don't react as if this is all surprising, the audience will just go, they're fine with it. We should be fine with it. (laughs) So when his pet Eagle gives him a fucking hug and he cries, I just go, of course, Eagly's going to hug him because Eagly loves him very, very fucking much. Eagly also doesn't speak English. What's that? As we found out, Eagly does not speak English. Uh, Eagly, listen, (laughs) Eagly Eagly is the perfect mix between a cat and a dog. Eagly is very dog-like at moments and then very cat. The helmet moment was very (laughs) cat-like. You can tell a cat and put anything you want on a cat, you are fucking 50-50 on whether or not anything is going to happen. So, but also Eagly's, and listen, Vigilante, who I fucking hate the personality of Vigilante, (laughs) I hate love. I love hate that guy so much. And I appreciate the fact that not only did he suck as a human being and was weirdly gross and just everything about him was horrible, but he was a badass. Yeah. Like he wasn't fake. He was yeah. really just a horrible dude. But like he him was also humming, a bus boy. Like and he, he worked his second job, which <laughs> talks about the $15 an hour thing that he can't afford to be a superhero and a bus boy. But uh 
But guys, I cannot, I could not get enough of watch. I was sad last night when it was over because I went, fuck. And like his dad was go- everything like the th- everything about that show was just well done. Yeah. We've watched the, We watched the opening every single time because it's oh, that yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that perfectly set the mood for how dumb and amazing that show was. <laughs> yes. And blonde haired girl is like from the, the, the theater of the inhumane when she dances. It's so weird, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched it so much. It's unfucking. What do they call that theater of the mind when things are almost human, but they seem unnatural because they're yeah. not quite human. Yeah. Her entire dance sequence like, at the beginning yeah. of that show. Is this this fucking I'm just like, why does she move like that? Well, and I can't you know, not watch her. I think there's actually I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it, but it seems like there's a little bit of like foreshadowing going on in that opening that seems like, like know, there's maybe. Mern, Mern and Harcourt are both like puppets, you know, they do yes. the puppet thing. Yep. So anyway, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. I'm a thousand percent with you. So but what do you think of it? Did you love it? Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. So uh, fantastic. And, and I think. uh the the thing is, is I was worried when I saw uh, the trailer for Suicide Squad because I was like, this... Wait, the second type, one? Yeah, the James Gunn Suicide Squad. I was worried because it looked... I mean, it, it looked great. When I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, that's going to be cool. I'm going to like that. But uh, I was worried that it was once again Warner Brothers and DC saying, let's try to do what Marvel did. Yeah. And it worked. And let's get Suicide Squad guy... because Or, sorry... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy guy to make a DC version of Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's what I was I was really worried about. But it, it I wasn't believe that. he did. I'm I, I don't, baby I don't think. I mean, there was similarities, but I, I it was definitely its own thing. It wasn't like I'm just trying to make a DC version of Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it was and, similar in the absurdity of it all. In that yes. James Gunn is a guy who trusts the material he's doing. <clears throat> uh, I just I got stuck in watching uh, that tattoo uh, show Ink Master. Yeah. And there was a, it was just it's so random, but it, it's this thing. It was one where like shops are competing and, and, and the, the owner of the shop is helping a guy and this guy's doing a style tattoo he never does, but the owner does all the time. And the owner said this, and for some reason, I know when tattooists, this may not make sense, but this is a James Gunn thing. Uh, uh, he said, he said, I know it looks weird, but if there's black in the picture, put black in the tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a very centered tattoo version of just saying if it works fucking do it yeah and i think that's why james gunn has been successful because he went yeah <laughs> project star it's a giant starfish that has yeah. giant or little alien starfish that take people over starfish and th- i guarantee you there's suits and uncreative people going no one will ever buy a giant kaiju st- starfish yeah and james gunn went the fuck they won't as a matter of fact, they fucking will. Here yeah. you go. And it, it worked. And they did the same thing. He did the same thing in this. I love, love. I want James Gunn to make a Star Wars thing, but funny, but yeah. funny. But funny. B-U-T-T. No, I, I think, uh, so one of the critiques I have of the Marvel is I feel like uh, the Marvel, what, what Marvel does, it has, a, has trouble with tone sometimes. Yeah. Because um, what, what happens is like some hugely dramatic thing happens. And then the sort of Marvel characteristic is that some something dramatic happens, but then somebody cracks a joke and yes. everybody laughs. You know, like something horrible happens, and then let's let's somebody uh, you know something will cut away, and 
Aquafina will make a joke and it's and it's funny or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is is great, but the problem is, is it, it it sort of undercuts, uh, in my opinion, it undercuts the stakes sometimes. So it yeah. sort of takes some of the like the danger out of it. So like I think, you know, in uh, Hawkeye and um, the Captain America Winter Soldier, I, I felt like those were a little bit more towards the serious end of things. Yeah. And like, especially in Hawkeye with uh, the Yelena character, like her comedy was, in, was menacing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, especially when she was talking to the, to the Haley Steinfeld. And anyway, uh, I thought they were, they were doing it right there, but sometimes I feel like they, they just, they fall back on the let's crack a joke when maybe they shouldn't. And I was, you know, I, I don't want, one of the things I liked about some of the DC stuff was that it it was more towards the dramatic end and less towards the let's crack a joke, but then they overdid it, you know, and they, yeah. it went way too serious and like, there was no humor in it at all. Well, no and fun. That's what I, it was. Yeah, no, fun. no fun. Right. And then, but, but I feel like with su- the peacemaker and suicide squad, I think the humor and also guardians of the galaxy, I feel like the humor is different because peacemaker isn't cracking jokes. He is no. 100% sincere with everything yeah. he said. When he says, my older brother told me that sometimes women give birth out of their butts and that's a butt baby. He really he believes that. Like, Peacemaker really, he's not just cracking. It's not Tony Stark cracking a joke. Like he really believes that that is true. Yeah. And you know, like that, that's sort of the difference is that like the comedy comes from the ridiculousness of the situations. Yeah. Not for, and that way, when, I mean, when, his dad when, that is way, a when, like, fucking superhero racist called yes. the white dragon, yes. man. Yeah. So, so I think what happens Sorry. then. So fucking stupid. Yeah. But what, what happens though, I think is like, it doesn't undercut, like when it's funny, it's funny. And when it's dramatic, it's dramatic. And it doesn't, they don't, the one doesn't undercut the other. And the example I give of that is like when, uh, um, when Harcourt gets shot, like yeah. spoiler, oh, when she gets man. shot, like I was like, that hurt. Like yeah. that hurt me. I was like, yeah, Oh wife, no. The wife right? exasperated. Yeah. Like, like the first shot, like she goes, <gasps> and I was like, yeah. nah. And I was like, maybe, holy shit. Yeah. Balls. Like it, it, the fact that, um, you know, we just saw, or we're getting ready to see human torpedo. Right. And that happens. Oh after. God. It doesn't take away from the fact that we're still worried about Harcourt. Like we're, st- our hearts are still with Harcourt yeah. and we're still worried about him, uh, about these characters. So the stakes aren't undercut by the ridiculous humor that's in there. So I thought it was just human torpedo tone. was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Listen, they also graphically do a great job. Those fucking butterflies are gross looking. Yeah. Yeah. The cow is fucking yeah. gross looking. Also, like, I have not had my heart broken uh, so much in a, in a, sh- in a superhero show as when Sophie uh, got infected with the butterfly. Yeah, I really like Sophie a I lot. Like and then too. I was like, no, uh, don't do that. <laughs> well, I like, um, like there's, re- th- listen, this show, uh, I'm going to say this might be my favorite comic book adaptation, like ever. And the reason is, is again, I'm not, not just the James Gunn is like, it's absurd. Let's do it. But the heart behind this, because there's like a moment, the moment in the car when Vigilante is still mad that, that, uh, that Peacemaker was going to let, let his toe get cut off. Yeah. And so they're being like a married couple kind in the car, just having a strange argument. And then they do like have a very sincere, very heartfelt moment where you go, Oh, they really are like, they are best friends. Like, and at one point, like, like peacemaker goes, don't tell vigilante. I said this. 
but outside of Eagly, you're my second BFF. Like yeah. that stuff because like, but it's so warm. Like her, she like listen, like all that stuff with Adabaya, like that that was very warm. That actress is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I kind of wish it was Nicole Byer when it first started. I went, man, if you need a big funny girl, I love my little lady Nicole. But <laughs> I kind of fell in love with her. I liked her in, in Orange Is the New Black, but man, she was really good. Everything was so heartfelt and just just true to itself. And we don't get that in cinema or any kind of media right now. Like, like you, to talk about the MCU, which I'm a Marvel guy, I should love everything. I still haven't watched the new Shang-Chi, is it? I haven't yeah. watched, we just watched Black Widow like a week ago. That was good. I enjoyed it. I think it, I think it would, that should have been like the third fucking Marvel movie ever, not the 13th or the 33rd. Yeah. You guys missed a giant thing. Just give, put a woman out there, call it a fucking day and it was good. It was a good story. Hooper or not who Hopper was amazing as, as the red scare or whatever the fuck his <laughs> name was. Commodore America yeah, or whatever. Crimson Dynamo. <laughs> Crim, Crimson Dynamo. The Crimson, Crimson <laughs> Diamo. Um, Diamayo. What is it? Daimyo. Daimyo. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, the crimson uh, Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Um, see what I did there? It's yeah, all the I Japanese see, I know. See what you did. Um, yeah. But listen, it's just filled with so much realism in, in the art form in which it's made. And mm. I, I think we're missing that. It, like every Marvel movie after Iron Man was set up, put on a tee, hit, bases were loaded. All of that shit was the exact same play Every single time. And it's what you're talking about. It worked, but it worked for Iron Man because that was kind of Tony Stark. Yeah, that's Tony Stark. Yeah. So when they continue to do it with other people, like Captain America, don't fucking crack jokes. So the fact that like there was jo- joke it's cracking not, from, it, from it might Steve be just, America's ass, but he might, would not point that out. He would fucking <laughs> never, he would never do. So like, you know, and I think we got a little bit of that back into that, the, the realism with the WandaVision. I thought that was mm. a very strange and good, very real kind of yeah, I thought that was feeling. Well yeah. So, <clears throat> but I think that's why I'm so out of the Marvel is that it didn't take itself so seriously. It just was the same fucking play over and over. That's why all three Iron Mans, we could have just had one Iron Man movie. The other two were so unnecessary as far as I'm concerned. So, but guys, watch Peace, watch the fucking shit out of Peacemaker, man. <laughs> and Top Suicide Squad, if you haven't and seen su- it. The second Suicide Squad, Brad Pitt is his best fucking role. Without a doubt, Brad Pitt's best role is the, the second Suicide Squad movie. Brad Pitt was in Su- Suicide Squad? Yeah, he was he's the invisible guy. <laughs> yeah. No, for a split no. second, for a split second, remember when he gets electrocuted? For a split second, that, Brad Pitt's face that he dies. That's Brad oh Pitt, God. a thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> and how awesome a Brad Pitt. And let's yeah. talk about Jason Momoa. Yeah. Like yeah. how awesome it, that shit is so fucking good, dude. It's so good. Yeah. So there's <laughs> I your- can only imagine that uh Henry Cavill and uh Gal Gadot were just busy. Because I, I, I can only imagine they, they, they were probably all like, you know what? Let's do it. Especially oh, Henry you Cavill. Know what? Cavill's busy right now because of The Witcher, which the second yeah. season of The Witcher I just finished is way better than the first. It was really, really good. Yeah. Another I, I don't one, know. I I'm like sorry, the... Uh, real quick, uh, I wanted to bring up to you because you're a, a big prime. Like, you got me hooked on The adva- Expanse. Um, have you watched The Wheel of Time? I have. Do, do you like it? Well, before we, before we talk about Wheel of Time... We don't, I don't uh, know if we have a... Because our timer is we have six minutes. Oh, well, uh, so, but you just said with The Witcher. I'll just say, uh, I, I do enjoy The Witcher. Um, however, one of the things I missed about season two was the weird time jumping of the first season. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love that. Like, when I realized, oh, wait, some of this stuff has happened 
before, like, like many, many years have passed in between these episodes. Like, I thought that was super cool. Oh, okay. But, uh, so Star Wars, fuck your time jumps. Fantasy video game, cool time what? jumps, dude. What? Whatever, no. bro. No, that's fine. No, no, no. Boba because... Fett, they never bounce back. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever, dude. No, no, no. But they're, no. It, yeah, the, that's the, what he said, guys. The narrative line is continuous. Yes. Even if the timeline is not, the narrative line is. Yeah, that that's because, um, with Boba Fett. that's because here, the White Wolf stole Doc's time machine. And then he went <laughs> back here to kiss his mom. Yes. Yes, and but then, uh, Wheel of Time. So, uh, watched Wheel of Time. Uh, then I read the first book of the Wheel of Time series. Um, yeah. I did enjoy Wheel of Time, though I will say it all felt very, very familiar. It did. Listen, I'm a big fan of Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman's uh, Dragonlance, the original trilogy. Yeah. But the reason I may be so comfortable in saying it's my favorite is because they... The two things they didn't fall away from was Tracy Hickman is a Mormon. So a lot mm. of the religious overtones are stolen from the Mormon glasses of true seeing the discs of Mishkal. It's all the golden tablets or whatever. Uh, and then the other thing is, is, is Tolkien. <laughs> like they stole yeah. a fucking shit ton from Tolkien. So yeah, wheel of time. Like I, I like the show. Um, yeah. But like you were saying, like, it, it seems like, you know, somebody was making a D and D campaign. Um, I don't know, maybe Robert Like a first-time DM who's Harry just Guy a good Gags. storyteller. Yeah. That, yeah, but um, let me give you some examples of what I mean by familiar, right? Okay. Um, do we think that when the dad shows us the really pretty sword in the trunk under his bed, that that's not, that's just a sword? Do we think that that's, that's not going to mean anything like, or do we think that that's going to be some, some significant thing? Um, also, and this is unique to the, to, to the TV show. And this is just me being a, a dick, but um, really, you know, when Morgaine shows up to um, shows up to the, to the village. Yeah. Uh, why doesn't she just say, Hey, uh, can you guys take me to the hottest people in the village? Uh, yeah. Because I'm sure that um, all the hot people are going to be the ones to go on this mission with me. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I always get, I always respect uh, the characters more when they're not aesthetically. Because like, I mean, <laughs> the perceived beauty that we have now is very symmetrical and blah, blah, blah. But like, I always respect movies where you're like, she's okay looking. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. Like, I, because it seems more real, but you're right. Like, you shut up and go, uh, is there any people with clean hair and makeup on? Because yeah. I think those, one of those four are the <laughs> dragon. Are there any exceptionally attractive uh, young people around here? Hey, and then not you, when, Ongo. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, get out of <laughs> here. That pretty, the blonde girl. When uh, Nynaeve is dragged off, when one of the Trollocs drags her off in that first fight, I'm like, she can't be dead. She's way too hot to be dead. She no, can't she die. Can't like, they're not yeah. going to ensure she shows up later. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, that's just, that's a very Hollywood trope. It's like, nobody would believe some fucking hideous chud would adventure. And I'd be like, I'm sick of getting called ugly in my village. I'm going to go bash some fucking orchids. That's right. Man. Yeah. Like take off yeah. your masks or night. Nah, I'm good. And they get to the mining village and the really hot girl behind the tender. I'm like, Oh, I'm sure she's not going to. Yeah, it's like fucking flash dance. He's in there fucking sweating and hitting ore with him. And then she turns around and takes her hair out and they're like, and you're like, yep, that's her. That's yeah, her. let me show you to your rooms. Yeah, this you know, is like your shirt's not Agina. And the girl yeah. turns around with one tooth and three tits. You're like, not her. 
Definitely not her. She's not like, quest yeah, material. She's most powerful. She can swing an axe. She can cast a fireball from yeah. her eyeballs. And they're like, nope, not her. And they're like, yeah, but Tina, she's not good at anything. And you go, yeah, but I'm pretty sure she's yeah, probably she the dragon. Races, so, yeah, Agina yeah, is definitely out. <laughs> like, yeah, but she literally hoisted the village out of a volcano. I'm like, nah, I don't think she's the dragon. She's probably not the dragon. There's, she's like no Marla from League way. of Their Own. <laughs> it's just some dude going, trust me, I know, I get it. Trust me, my daughter is an uggo. But she really could be the dragon. And they're like, I don't yeah. think so. No, no. Like, sorry, yeah. sorry uh, Melissa McCarthy. We need a, <laughs> we need an Angelina Jolie, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's and like that. That's the why CW women feel like they thing. have to get plastic surgeries in Hollywood. Yes, because yeah. that's the structure with which Hollywood has done this to us. Yeah, it's true. Um, but also, uh, the, the books, I started reading the books. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so the first, the first book was worth reading. Um, the, the prose is very good. Uh, it's basically the first season. I mean, the, the story points are all the same. Uh, there's some problems with it, but anyway, uh, I won't get into that cause we're running long, but, um, the first book, uh, of the series, cause there's, there's many books. Yeah. Is 1000, roughly 1000 pages long. Now that's a lot. Yeah, and I read a lot of books. Um, however, there are 16 books in the series. Oh, that's a lot. Each one of them is a thousand pages long. It's too much. That's too what much. is happening? No, man, you lost me at books. But man, you fucking, you added too many zeros. Do you have uh, 16,000 pages you felt like reading, reading about the Wheel Listen. of Time. And then how is your show just okay? <laughs> so much source material that they could have picked and choose from and it's just okay yeah yeah so uh i'm so, glad i read the first book i will i will not read the rest of the series however all right okay well since we're at the end and and i gotta go because i gotta go to work i thought it would be fun collins if you answered some questions uh from our special guest we have a special oh, guest that's great. gonna come in here I, so I, I can't wait you are gonna be so excited <laughs> i bet i know who it is I bet you don't. Uh. <laughs> How are you doing, Mr. Collins? I'm, so, uh, I'm great, we G1. were talking earlier. Uh, you guys were talking uh, Star Wars Q&A. This oh, is Star Wars Q&A for Collins. Uh, we will do a lightning round of uh, uh, Would You Ever. Okay, okay. No. so we know so, that Ryan so. for sure would put a Twi'lex dangly in his bottom parts. So let's move on. Okay, so Collins, let's say that you are in a masturbatory situation <laughs> and you are all out of your mom's jurgens. So A, do you go at it dry as the Sahara, excuse me, dry as the sands of Tatooine, or there's a jar of Jabba the Hutt slime right next to your bed where you like to keep it. And do you think that's what you would use, or would you just go dry? Well, uh, I, I really, D1, I, I want to thank you for asking this question, because You're I welcome. feel like, uh, you know, one of the problems with today's society is that, um, you know, men aren't allowed to, to take care of themselves, because it's not considered masculine if men take care of themselves. And skincare regimen is, is very important, you know? So you have to think about know, these things. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course you wouldn't know. Uh, what do you know about anything? But, uh, you know, uh, everything. <laughs> skincare is very important uh, as part of your health. Uh, I mean, the skin is the largest organ on your body. Uh, so yeah, you gotta, for you, maybe. You got to take care of it. So I guess the way I would answer that question is... <laughs> 
You would use the slime. <laughs> Got it. Okay. No, on. I would not. I would research and find out if the slime was uh, beneficial. If it wasn't beneficial, then you I would not use the slime. You don't have time to Google it. I knew <laughs> Google, by the way, when he when he was just Bing back in the day before Bing. jeans. Yeah. Bing still yeah, exists. Yeah, just so you know, uh, most of us run on a Google Android hybrid. Oh, AI. Yeah, so, that explains uh, a lot about okay, how you so lost the definitely war. Okay, so in the butt and uh, <laughs> on the Okay, so yeah. moving on. So if you had your choice to have sex with, all right, here we go. If you had your choice, which would you rather have sex with? Blaster to your head, one Wookie or ten Ewoks? Go. One Wookie or ten Ewoks. Yes, as uh, a sexual partner. And again, you can stack the Ewoks up in any manner with again, which you listen, feel. Listen, uh, D1, I want to thank you again for asking me such a wonderful question. I um, feel like you're pandering and that doesn't work on me. Oh, no, no, not at all. Um, I, I would I would answer honestly that, you know, uh, I feel like 10 is way too many. Um, you know, you can't really devote your focus to, you know, the act at hand uh, yes. when there's 10, when there's 11 people involved. I mean, this is not a game of soccer, so it's you know you can't. Very true. You know you can't just you can't just sling your balls around in triangles for <laughs> however long. No, you're gonna so, power bottom the Wookie. <laughs> that what I'm understanding. That you're gonna let a him droid just laughed. That was that was, that was so strange. That was not a laugh. I my voice box uh, became momentarily unplugged. I don't laugh because you're not funny, skin bag. <laughs> so you would you would. Black Kersantan Hammerstein down the whatever, poop shoot. Whatever, whatever. Whichever Wookiee. It doesn't have to what, be him. I'm just saying do. he's the most masculine Wookiee. So, so Black Kersantan, is that um, the Wookiee equivalent of a Dirty Sanchez? <laughs> I believe. I've, oh, my God. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan is laughing hysterically at his own jokes. <laughs> Nobody else will. So, okay. Last question for Ryan. In the Star Wars Would You Ever trilogy, <clears throat> Ray or Leia? Go. Oh my God! I, no, I will not answer this question. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I laughed out loud there. Uh, that's okay, Doug. Don't worry about it. You can laugh at my funniness. Uh, so the question, Collins, who's so old, his sides are hurting from laughing right now because he's a stupid human filled with meat and muscle fat. So, uh, yeah. So go ahead. Your choices were Ray. Or Princess Leia Organa. I, uh, May she rest in peace. I would like to... Leia uh, then, not Leia now. God. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to plead the fifth on that. The fifth rule of acquisition is, do you want to sleep uh, roll with of Leia I thought Ray? you were a droid. Uh, was... I am, I am, my grand, great-grandmother was a protocol <laughs> droid, so I actually speak a billion languages and know yes. the cultures of many places, including the culture of Ferengi. Yeah, so well, there. that's a different universe altogether, so. No. I mean, <laughs> it's a different galaxy. Do you not know how space works? Do you know how many galaxies there are? No, you don't. Uh, there's at least two. human meat sack. There's at least two galaxies. There's our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, and then whatever galaxy far, far away the Star Wars comes from. It's called the D1 galaxy. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Now it's awkwardly quiet. <laughs> What's wrong? Getting rammed by a Wookiee? Can't uh, talk? Yeah. 
Yeah, that would not be quiet. I don't think. You didn't answer the question, just so you know. Yeah, I know, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna answer the question. Okay, we'll change it up. Luke or Leia? Go. (laughs) Oh, twins. I choose. Okay, I take it back. Okay, here we go. Last question. Uh, You could go Chewbacca, Black Crescenten, or the Skywalker twins. Which ones? Twins are pretty hot. Double your pleasure, double your fun. Double your Skywalkers with double mint gum. (laughs) No. Uh, I choose Mark Hamill. You have a camel? No, Mark Hamill. That's Zamel the the camel. Don't listen. (laughs) In in the galaxy far, far away, there have been no wiggles for over a million centuries. No, that's not true. Because it was a long time ago. That means you have to look forward to the wiggles. Okay, well, we'll go out on this. I will sing Ryan Collins' favorite Wiggles song ever. Do the propeller, do the propeller, Wookie penis, yummy, yummy. That's what Collins likes to sing. (laughs) Wookie penis, yummy, yummy. Okay, guys. The first step. Oh, my God. (laughs) The first step, comb his hair. The second step. Shove it in your butthole. The third step. I feel like you skipped some steps. <laughs> I believe having sex with a Wookiee is a lot like being attacked by a bear, where you just grab hair and pray for your life. I wonder what Simon would think about what we've done to the Wiggle song. Uh, tuba, blah blah blah. <laughs> I hate him so bad. I hate everything about him. All right, bye, D one. Bye, guys. Eat a bunch bye. of eggs. Good riddance. What an asshole. I hate that thing. Anyway, you didn't answer any questions. That was stupid. You sure what invite him over to your house awful lot. He lives here. Don't like. I can't help it. I made him part of the ship, part of the crew. <laughs> oh, God. Like they did with that sex bot that uh, Childish Gambino was having sex with in Solo. Remember? She was yeah. all sassy, and he was like, she you sacrificed be the ship. Now she's the Falcon. Yeah. Yep. She's got it where it counts. Whole different meaning now that we know that Lando fucked that plane. <laughs> okay well i think that's it because i gotta go and i love this webcam now my my iphone works so uh anyway so watch uh peacemaker you can watch wheel of time if you got extra time you don't have to it's worth watching it's not great it's definitely not top 10 like fantasy productions right now for sure but it is interesting it has some interesting moments and it does feel more fantasy than most of the fantasy we get. It felt very, very fantasy. That was very high fantasy. I would have much rather played that as a video, like a very like open world video game would have been fucking yes. cool. Uh, so that's it. Uh, uh, but Peacemaker, I'm telling you right now, is by far one of the best. Uh, if you haven't finished Book of Boba Fett, don't listen to the last episode. <laughs> finish watching it. Yeah. Um, all right. So I have failed miserably in trying to keep uh, putting stuff on socials, which I will try to do. Kids and babies take up fucking a majority. It took me like a month and a half to finish an art piece, which normally takes me a day. So that's where I'm at with my life. So, you know, who else took a long time to finish art pieces? Who? Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. And he was Italian. So tells you about that. Right. You know what I'm saying, guys? I don't know what I'm saying. I just want to sound racist. Ah. Signore. (laughs) What a great movie. Remember that? Amadeus? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. F. Murray Abraham staring at a crucifix just going, Signore. That's a good movie. F. Murray Abraham is an imposing figure. He is an imposing figure, right? Yes. Yeah. Weird skin texture and big nose, but everything about him, you're just like, that dude would fucking murder my face. Or he would be a, a very nice man. Either way. 
Yeah, he could play any role. It'd be phenomenal. Yes. So, all righty. Well, that's it for us, right, Collins? Unless you had anything by, else you wanted to by add? By the way, the last time we, uh, we, <laughs> we called the Winter Storm, Winter Storm Michael Landon, and no one got that reference. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So the next Winter Storm will be Winter Storm... I don't know. Well, I was going to say Fred Astaire, but that Angela the Spider-Man Lansbury. kid is making a Fred Astaire movie. But Angela Lansbury's still topical because she's still in shit or was in shit. So you fucking Cavett Cove her ass. <laughs> Just say, there you go. There's a reference. Fucking nobody will get. <laughs> nobody will get that one for sure. You'd have to be as fucking intuitive as Simon and Simon to know about Cavett Cove. Simon and Simon. <laughs> you, might well, you might as well use their powers of deduction to look for the Rockford files in Cavett Cove. <laughs> there you go. MASH. <laughs> no, I'm just saying shit. Lots of, so, uh, lots of references for the previous generation. Fucking uh, two, for, two generations ago. Generation. Not even ours. Yeah, that's like the boomers. are like, I love yeah. Cavett Cove. Jessica Fletcher's the shit, man. <laughs> yeah anyway uh if you haven't watched quincy. murder she wrote look it quincy up pretty MD. sure it's on prime i'm pretty sure there's 18 seasons on fucking quincy md, <laughs> MD. Uh, you know who we need old barnaby jones <laughs> that's who we need <laughs> remember that hillbilly found oil got rich and then became a really bad old lawyer that was awesome <laughs> No, no, nobody. Does anybody no know who Jed these. Clampett no. is? No, no, no one listening to this podcast knows who any of these people are. If you do, prove we us wrong. Just cut the last ten minutes. <laughs> just cut it. Leave it with the D one stuff. That was good. This is all fucking train wreck <laughs> of fucking stupidity. Yep. Oh, it's That's, like a murder on the Orient Express. Right, <laughs> Collins? We no, all those are coming back. Wolf, don't we? Those are coming back. Murder on You're, the Orient Express. Like those oh, are, it, is, those it did, didn't stuff. it? Yeah, so that, that is topical. I we can only make, we can only make out there. Was, was that Hercule Poirot? Who was, who's murder in the Orient Poirot, Express? Yeah. Poirot, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm a huge, huge fan of old-time uh, uh, detective radio. Johnny Dollar, Nero Wolf, Hercule Poirot. Uh, there was one called Box 13. There's one, uh, uh, Greg Valentine. No, Greg Valentine was Box 13. Johnny Dollar, real quick, if you guys haven't listened, you can get on Spotify. There's a there's a podcast called uh, Detectives of Old Time Radio. But Johnny Dollar uh, was the, what was it? He was the uh, uh, action-packed detective with the action-packed bank account. So the whole premise for the show was he would just do his deductions that he was charging his client. So he'd be like, uh, he'd be like, item one. 585 cab from the airport to such and such hotel and then it would like do like the radio play and then the next one would be like uh you know uh expense account item number two uh dollar one dollar 55 cents for a cup of coffee and a breakfast at tilly's and it would cut to like a diner scene and it was phenomenal and i don't know how the fuck it's never been a movie or a tv show because the premise is fuck if and you could make him like all slick and fancy and writ like um you know, like Will and Will Smith and Men in Black, like just I make this shit look good. He could be a fucking fly ass detective. Guys, let's get on that. Change.org, Johnny Dollar TV show. Change.org. I don't know what to do. Kickstarter. Kickstarted. No, I don't want to make it. I have I want zero to do with actually doing any work. You want with it to it. consume. I just want to consume. Yeah. I feel like I am a pop culture addict. I don't want to. Cre- I create, but it just pisses me off most of the time. So I just want to vibe. <laughs> I just want to vibe other people's shit. So, all right, I gotta go. Quit with the talking all the time, Colin. Sorry, Stop I'm being sorry my friend. Talking. It's D one. It's on my nerves. Friends are stupid. Dumb. Dumb.
<laughs> D-U-M. All right, guys, we love you. Uh, come back next week. Maybe we'll have a new name. We'll talk to Collins about it. Maybe we won't. Maybe I'll just change it. What the fuck's he going to do about it? Like Pause. Doug's podcast plus one. D1's carousel <laughs> of torture. That's going to be next week's game. D1's carousel of torture. I'm on it. All right, Collins. Bye. Yeah. Bye.